Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the king of dumb bleep of the week. Not I'm, that you're dumb. You're not dumb. I'm the king of the no, dumb. you just find the dumb. I oh. don't think that you're dumb, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Are Thank you? you. Uh, no, that's I'm not. a question to ask on Dumb Bleep of the Week. If you did think that, then you would be dumb. Okay. So now that's let's... we've clarified. Neither one of us are dumb. Most of the things, a, a good portion of them, came from the live group today. The Fed so Haters the Club. The Fed yeah. Haters Club put in a lot of the submissions today, specifically Costco. So yeah, co- so I don't. Just so everyone knows, so no one gets up in their feelings. All right. Here's what I do for the Fed Haters Club. I go through the Dumb Bleep channel where they submit everything and I click on every link. And so I click on every single one and it opens up in the Safari and I have no clue who it is that submitted what in it. And then I narrow it down. Supposedly. To 10 things. So just so you know, not a, never playing favorites. I don't know who's winning most of the time or getting submissions in or not. I just open every single thing. I don't pay attention to who submitted what. And um, then I pick whoever submitted something that, and most of the time, it's not even that it has to be the best thing. It's the thing that I think we could talk about. Mm. (laughs) Because sometimes I'm like, yeah, I get it. But like, what are we going to say about that? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, if you want access to the Dumb Bleep submission channel, you got to go to joingmail.com or godhatesfads.com or goodmorningliberty.us. Just any of those things. Or find us on the socials. Mm-hmm. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Send in the birth of your firstborn. <laughs> Send in your actual firstborn child, actually. Yeah. That's the that's yeah. the payment. We'll let to you in for Nate's life. house. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. No kids. Yep. No to kids at my Nate's house. house. They've been looking to adopt, I hear. A <laughs> no. lot of kids and animals. No. We already adopted the dog. You're... That's the sanctuary my, of the of the Thurston's. My poor wife has to take a stray cat to the vet today because it looks like it's got some kind of infection or something. Yeah. So she's going to trap a cat. It's manged. And take, it's not mange, I don't think. Oh. Um, so anyway, go, wish her well. It's COVID. As far as that goes. Okay, let's get into the dumb. It's kitty COVID. Let's get into the dumb. Can tell we're... Call the me two, the, the kitty two, cat. The two of us together don't equal one full brain today. So <laughs> here we go. We were up late last night watching football. It's pinky in the and brain. And then... Um, you know, Charlie had a long drive home. Oh, no, that was me. Here's dumb bleep number one. I'm not even going to go to the article. This is a football-related thing. We're just talking about football. Hmm. We're wearing football clothing. This. Police in Dallas have issued an arrest warrant for Buffalo Bills linebacker Von Miller for allegedly assaulting a pregnant person. That's not good. A pregnant person. You should not assault pregnant people. <laughs> yeah. All right? Now... If it was, in fact, a pregnant man that he assaulted, I guess it's not that bad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now, I. here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's why do they do things like this? People can say whatever they want. You can t- tweet whatever thing you want. The problem is, why is it that they have switched over ABC, owned by Disney, by the way? Why is it that they have switched over to saying pregnant person? instead of pregnant woman. It's because like 18 people might get offended (laughs) if they posted this. And they'll be real loud about it. Mm -hmm. And and because it defies this logic, there's a logic out there that says men can get pregnant too, Charlie. Mm. Because sometimes when a woman says that she's a man 
and then she gets pregnant, that means men can get pregnant. Mm, yeah. And so if you say pregnant woman, now they probably could have looked and seen if it was a man or a woman that was pregnant that he punched if they wanted to, but they were afraid of getting in trouble. I don't know if ABC does it, but everyone else in the media is referring to his girlfriend, mm. his longtime girlfriend. Person friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of like eight years or something like that. Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't clarify whether or not it was a man or a woman. They just had to put person. Yeah. So it's even dumber than I thought because yes. they know who it is. They know that it's his longtime girlfriend. Yes. And that he punched her and that she even is identifies as a girl. Yeah. Or and, woman. And choked her a little bit. And yeah. they still, yeah, I didn't look, I didn't even open the thing. Oh, I you just didn't. took a screenshot of that. Of I have no idea. The pregnant person part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all I looked at. The only, <laughs> my first thought was, I hope he's still suspended when the Cowboys play the Bills in a couple weeks. That's the first thing I thought of, honestly. Yeah. And then I noticed the pregnant person part. I think so, he will be. And then I had sympathy for the person that he punched. Yeah. Could have been a woman. So, anyhow. <laughs> well, they're at least pregnant, so you have sympathy for the unborn fetus. And the child. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, unless now if she, or if the pregnant person gets an abortion, does it Well, that's fine. Yeah. Did he then punch you don't care about it. the pregnant person or did he punch the fetus? Well, I think by default, you're kind of punching the person yeah. anyhow. But by the way, I we don't, don't condone violence on no, this show. No, no violence. Yeah, that's, okay. That's not why this is dumb. That's dumb bleep number two, just the way culture is going and look how far we've gone. Look at this thing from Deadspin. Deadspin tries to cancel this kid that's at a Chiefs game last weekend. Everyone's seen this story by now. It's totally ridiculous. Uh, and it's got to be in Dumb Leap of the Week. There's a, a kid, if you haven't seen this, uh, pictured on his right side, uh, face painted black from what it looks like, and wearing a native headdress. And uh, Deadsman says the NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface and native headdress. Yeah, we need to shame this little kid yeah. for being an ultimate Chiefs fan. Yeah, no... The thing is, this is more, I guess, uh, nefarious. Uh, this is more diabolical from the writer than you would imagine because they had to go through pictures of this kid and only get one where you could only see the blackface part and not the other part, which is the face painted red and black, like <laughs> using Kansas City Chiefs colors. Yeah. But okay, whatever. Still say wearing a native headdress. Okay, that's misappropriation of native resources or whatever they call it these days down at HR. Uh, so that's not good. But then you find out actually uh, this kid's grandfather is a member of the tribe and this is the tribe's headdress. <laughs> so just complete failure by this writer. So he's actually at, like a quarter. Yeah, like a least. legit 25% yeah. Native American. His grandfather is Raul Armenta, part of the... Uh, Chumash. Chumash tribe and a member of the Santa Inez, Inez band of Chumash Indians. Um, I, yeah, so anyhow, that's that's like actually their their headdress. And the kid just had his face painted red and black because those are the Kansas City Chiefs colors. Um, there was literally nothing bad about this whatsoever. Of course, we wouldn't care even if he was just wearing Trudeau face. <laughs> that that could have been fine. Stole yeah. that joke anyway. This is a really good one. Young Chiefs fan apologizes for appropriating Elizabeth Warren and wearing <laughs> Trudeau face. That's from Grand Old Memes. Nice. Good job on that one. Yeah. 
Good stuff. I wonder if he'll be able to sue Deadspin, you know, for this, for that article headline. Should be able to. Yeah. I don't know what is the in free domain of reporting on. Um, I didn't read the article, uh, so I don't know if they reported the kid's name or anything. I, I'm not really sure. That could be, so, I mean, they could definitely, that, that could be reputation harm. Yeah. You know? And just general, uh, I mean, imagine you got all of this stuff going on in your life now that you didn't have beforehand, and it just, com for completely no reason at all, just because one guy decided to make something up. I mean, literally, clearly just choosing a picture where you could only see the blackface side that in is, the first place. I mean, he's making something up, but also it's like... um it's taking this kid's life. It, it's it's journalism. It's today. It's 2023 journalism where they actually don't even investigate mm -mm. their own story before writing it. It's a it's an agenda they're trying to get out. Yeah. And if he would have just done a little bit of digging, because it didn't seem like it was that hard. Well, he did some. This is a this is a carefully chosen screenshot of this kid. Like it's not as if this was the only picture of the kid the writer of the article could find. I know, but the fact that the internet found out that his grandfather yeah. was yeah. an actual chief. <laughs> I don't know if he was a chief. He's a member. A member. You know. Yeah. He I wasn't don't, I don't know what you call the other people. Yeah. Tribesmen. Not chiefs. Yeah. Not <laughs> chiefs. Okay, that All was right. dumbly number two. Number three, we talked about this on like Monday or something. I don't know if we we could play the clip, but this yeah. Secretary of Education, McGill uh, Cardona. Oh, there it is right there. How about that? And it's got a community note now. That's nice of them. This is him you know, uh, quoting Ronald Reagan, kind of. We're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, there's, there are resources there. There's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Checks out. That's all. your current Secretary of Education. Folks. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> oh, doesn't even realize the irony in his own statement. I wonder what he thinks now. Um, I don't. What do you think I, that guy thought of when he woke up the next morning and saw? I think these guys are so used to just spinning things and living lies that he doesn't even care. Do you He's, think he knows the real quote? I'm sure he does now. Okay. I don't know if he did beforehand. He vaguely remembered Ronald Reagan saying some of those words in that order. But of course, the real quote was, uh, what was the nine I'm most dangerous words in the English language or something? Yeah. Or I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Scariest words imaginable. It's a completely different context saying that it's a bad thing when the government comes to help you. And that's not no, what that's you real, Costco. It's absolutely real. And uh, he says it in the opposite context using Reagan's quote saying that we're here to help you. And just like Ronald Reagan said, you yeah. know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Great job, everyone. All right. That's number three. Number four. What do we got? Uh, end wokeness. Um, let's see here. Mayor Brandon Johnson blames the city migrant crisis on the far right. January 6th and not accepting of the civil war outcome. We got a video here. We'll, uh, okay. we'll check this out. See what he had to say. Uh, Brandon Johnson Raggedy of Chicago. Um, 
Oh, so he's fallen in the footsteps of Lightfoot? I guess so. What we've seen is a very raggedy form um, instituted by right-wing extremism. Um, Everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities. And quite frankly, uh, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities that are led by people of color. Everyone knows this. And their whole motivation (laughs) is to create disruption and chaos because that's what this... So just so you know, he's talking about the migrant crisis and he's saying that uh, these right-wing extremists have targeted Democrat-run cities and especially cities ran by people of color. Now, it just happens to be that like all the really big cities are ran by people of color anyway. Not, not all of them. They're all ran terribly. Ran terribly by people of by color. people on the left, and mm-hmm. some of them happen to be of color. It doesn't really matter of the of color yeah. part. Some of the iran some of the ironic part is that these cities have always advertised themselves as sanctuary cities. You know, if you're an immigrant or a migrant or whatever, if you're illegal, come here. We got you. We're yeah. not going to deport you. This is a place that you can live, and we're not going to enforce these laws. And it turns out they weren't. It was way more fun to say that <laughs> when they didn't have free bus rides to the city. But now that there's been public transportation for those people to make it to the sanctuary cities, they don't quite like it anymore. But of course, they're only doing this to Democrat-run cities who are ran by people of color. Mm-hmm. Probably because they're racist. But he's also overarching, like over, like he's blaming all the bad things that happen in these Democrat-run cities on the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes even further here with some of the, even though they're the ones running it. Yeah, and they have been for decades. And the these Democrat-run cities aren't exactly just overflowing with right-wing extremists either. If you were to look at, if you were to poll how many extremists there are on different sides. I'm betting you that your typical right-wing extremist probably lives in like Oklahoma or something like that. Yeah. Sorry, Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, probably not. In the rural part. Probably not in the the metropolitan area of Chicago is not the spot. Uh, Let's see what else he says. That particular party has been about. Right? This is the same political party that did not want to accept that President Obama was actually an American. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of the Civil War. It's raggedy. It's disrespectful. It's mean-spirited. It's an unclean spirit, quite frankly. And so, so I got you. I got. You. They haven't accepted the results. Yeah, I'm not of the Civil War. I don't. Is he talking about the the? I mean, I guess there are some people You're talking who, about the trucks in the South that have like the rebel flag still. I guess maybe that. I don't know if there's anyone who's Remember like those shirts when we were <clears throat> like in grade school. It said the South will rise again. <laughs> <There's>, yeah, <laughs> used to be cool. I used to go to yeah. the Dixie Stampede in Gatlinburg, and they had the they had the rebel flags, the Confederate flags, and then you know they had the the tyrannical North flags. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if there's any uh, Civil War outcome deniers. Like anyone's like, oh, no, South totally took that war. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They got, ho- they got, they got screwed over, you know, mm-hmm. when you look back and you look at the votes. Yeah, the North rewrote yeah. history. <laughs> so anyhow, he, he looks at the uh, c- terrible situation uh, that they're in in Chicago, people in New York, people in a lot of big cities. And, of course, it's the right-wing extremist fault, and they're targeting people of color. That's why they're doing it. And by the way, if that wasn't enough, we need to link it to not only January 6th, but we also have to link it to the civil war. 
And that is what we are up against right now, are these uh, civil war deniers out there in the world. All kinds of them. Okay, let's move on to, that was Dumbleep number four, Mayor Brandon Johnson of Chicago. I bet he thinks Guamal could tip over too, huh? Just like his, I'm not sure. Just like his friend Hank. Hank. Uh, let's see. The United Nations is set to call on Americans to reduce meat consumption because of climate change. Jesus. Yep. Yep. You know what I wanted, right? I didn't have time to do it was the button of Elon Musk saying, go yourself. Yeah. That's what we should have had right there. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, go ahead, Chuck. A lead United Nations agency overseeing food and agriculture policy is expected to issue a roadmap in the coming weeks, which will call on the West, including America, to dramatically reduce its meat consumption. The UN's Food and Agricultural Organization, FAO, will publish its so-called Global Food Systems Roadmap during the upcoming COP28 Climate Summit in Dubai that they'll all fly into. Mm-hmm which will kick off thur uh, on Thursday and extend nearly two weeks until mid-December. It's funny they're having this in the middle of the desert. Mm -hmm. you know? FAO's in first Dubai, of like a super rich oil city. Yeah. FAO's first of its kind document will recommend nations that overconsume meat to limit their consumption as part of a broader effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Quote, the failure of leading meat and dairy companies to reduce emissions underlines the urgent need for more policy focus on the food and agricultural sector, said Jeremy Collar, the chair and founder of the FAIR Initiative. Um, they work with financial institutions to promote climate-friendly agricultural worldwide. 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 Food system emissions deserve a place at the top of the table. I see what he did there. Mm, that was nice. Alongside energy and transport, as they represent an estimated third of greenhouse gas emissions. Now, is that because you eat meat and then you you fart methane? Well, I, I think it's the uh, livestock that's oh, farting. Their, like their methane. It's pre mm. pre food okay. emissions. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah, forty percent of methane. Okay. Here, investors hope the uh, the first ever publication of a food and agricultural roadmap at COP twenty eight this month will catalyze the transition to 1.5 degrees and a more sustainable food system. Like what? The The issue is this is just, a, like usual, it's an anti-human push. And I'll tell you why. It's a, it's a Malthusian push, this idea that we need less people on the planet. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because we read an article, it's got to have been three years ago now, that they had discovered, that uh, people in Australia have discovered that if you added... Uh, this specific algae, or is it algae or seaweed, uh, to cattle feed, that it re would reduce their emissions by 99%, 98, 99%, something like that, essentially reducing all of the emissions from the cattle. Now, is this UN, uh, whatever roadmap that they're going to do, this FAO roadmap they're going to do, talking about at COP28, are they going to talk about how we should have a government program to grow whatever this seaweed or algae was that we saw in that study on goodnewsnetwork.org to add to all of the cattle feed out there. That way we don't have any more emissions from cattle anymore. And then all of that is taken care of and we don't have to worry about it. No longer. No, no. we need to stop people from eating meat. No, they're going to stop people from eating meat and they're going to spend billions of dollars. They're going to, and how are they going to do that? They're going to make it harder for farmers uh, to have livestock. They're going to make whatever rules and restrictions they can. They've make already done expensive. it. In a lot of countries in, uh, in Europe 
have already been doing this. Uh, they're going to put rules and regulations that's going to make meat really expensive itself. Like even after it's been raised, they're going to make it more expensive. Where only rich people can afford to have meat after that. Or you can be buying some of that black market meat, you know, if you yeah. want to. From that guy who's got a couple cows hidden in his basement, you know, down the road. You could do that if you want to. But then you're going to end up having a, like a drug war situation. People passing meat, you know, in their jackets. You walk by, dude's like, hey, man. You want a ribeye? I got, you know, I got ribeye. I got, any kind of, I got like a T-bones in here if you want to do that. You know, you need ground beef. I got ground beef. So anyhow, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're looking at. That's mm -hmm. the future yep. of the world. It's anti-humanism <laughs> is what it is because they're not actually trying to solve the problem. There are ways to solve the problem. All right. Nope. They don't care about solving no. the problem. You could put the cattle in a building that's <laughs> got a, you know, some kind of filters on it, some carbon capture filters or something in the barns or whatever. That'd be kind of expensive, but no, no, no let's just have less food. Could extract the methane and then use it for fuel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this truck runs on cow farts. <laughs> All right. Um, any of this stuff, I want to wait and see when they actually issue the guidelines and we'll talk a little bit more about what their actual guidelines are going to be. That was dumb bleep number five. This is number six. Another one submitted. Um, let's see. The city of Seattle, they got some interesting city plans coming up for a playground yeah, for, for little kids mm -hmm. uh, that they want to put right next to a beach, which kids love the beach. Yeah, they do. That's fine. Uh -huh. You've got the ocean out yeah. there. This one happens. If to God were a city planner, <laughs> you know, he wouldn't put a playground right next to a sewer system. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's true. But what he would do... Mm. He put a, put a playground right next to a nude beach. A nude beach, yeah. In Seattle. Mm. It's got to be a nude one. It yeah. can't be a normal beach. Well, nude beaches reduce climate, you know? <laughs> sure. Because if you wear clothes on a beach, obviously you're contributing to emissions. I want to listen to some of the news report. It's always funny to listen to these. First off, look at how tiny that video is. It's always funny to uh, listen to some of the local news reports about this. And by the way, there's this weird emphasis. These people work hard for these anchor jobs, you know? They do. Yeah. <laughs> Do. Um, there's this weird emphasis. I guess this is a really popular LGBTQIA2SL plus beach. 2SL? Yeah, that's a two spirit llama. 2A? That's what it is. Yeah. A it's spirit a llama? <laughs> Isn't there another L? Did I yeah. get that wrong? There's Is 2SL a thing? Or are they just doing 2S these days? I don't know. See, I want to make sure we include everyone. Yeah. I don't want to what about leave anyone IA? out. What, what about the IA? I said the IA, LGBTQIA2SL+. Oh. I already got there it. There we go. That's my new password for everything <laughs> at home. Strong password. Let me pa tell you it what. It passes all. Yeah. It passes it all. Uh, <laughs> so there's this weird emphasis. I guess this is one of those beaches uh, where a lot of the T's hang out. I didn't even know Seattle had nude beaches. I didn't either. And I've been there a couple times. Had no idea about it. You know what a what a missed opportunity. What are they out there like June, July, and then that's it? Because doesn't it, it means pretty cold up there. It does get pretty chilly. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Weird. Let's uh, hear a little bit of this news report. The city of Seattle wants to put a playground right next to a nude beach. That has many people, including members of the LGBTQ plus community, asking. What are they thinking? Kyra 7's Brittany Toulis huh? joins us from Denny Blaine Park. So, Brittany, you've been digging into this project so all day. Serious. What did you find out? Ooh. 
Well, Monique, I can tell you this project is both privately and publicly funded, but it's not clear how much of this $550,000 price tag is coming from taxpayers. But the biggest concern <laughs> is coming from the people who use Denny Blaine Park as a nude beach. They say they didn't even know about this project until last week when they saw this sign. Baffling to me where it's like, oh, we need to place a new playground. Let's put it on the nude beach. I think almost anyone would just be like, why are you doing this? That's the question on a lot of minds right now. We saw the sign up with like a play area. What? What for? You gotta be kidding me. Come on. Seattle parks have marked this swath of land by Lake Washington, Denny Blaine Park, as the new site for a future play area. It was announced last week, despite pushback from District 3 Councilperson Just, herself. Okay, Charlie. Speculate wildly. Move to Washington. Remember, we have... They've got a bunch of different locations, by the way. This is one that they picked. Why would you decide to put a playground next to a nude beach? Grooming. <laughs> I thought that's, you were going to take a minute to get there. No. It's <laughs> kind of weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious. These people don't even care anymore. It's just straight up. Let's groom them. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, you said it, not me. Okay. It's gross. It's so gross. Do you think it's just straight up? You think all the people on the Seattle City Council are like, you know what we, you know how we can help further this plan along. I'm, I'm not saying this. I'm saying what I think you're saying. So don't say I'm saying it. Okay. Here's how we further this plan along. The kids aren't getting um, gay enough fast enough. Okay. And some teachers are starting to get burned out on reading all this porn to the kids. You know, some parents are starting to get mad. Mm-hmm. And so why don't we just put this new playground over here and why are your kids up on the monkey bars climbing around? What does he see over there next to the water? But a girl with her penis out. <laughs> you know? And then he learns about life. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. You think that's what they're going with? Yeah. Okay. Or guys. <laughs> yeah. I can't say the whole quote. <laughs> okay. Um, anyhow. What else could it be? What else could it be? Maybe they're, maybe they don't like, okay, to give them the benefit of the doubt, which they don't deserve. Then why are you doing it? Because there are other potential options. Maybe they are trying to push the nude beach out. Maybe they don't want it there anymore. Mm. And so they're going to put this here and maybe they're trying to entrap some of the people at the beach or something. Is there not like a law about doing that, you know, in front of kids. I don't know. So maybe they want it to be, maybe they want the beach to be gone. They don't want people to go there anymore. Maybe it's a test. Let's see who still goes there and hangs drain in front of the kids. You know, <laughs> hangs drain. let's see what happens. I don't, yeah. I'm just trying to give them maybe some of the benefit of the doubt. So um, the group is pretty solid on the yeah. idea that it's the grooming situation. Uh, we shall see how this plays out. Um, let us know if you're in the area. I want you to go out there and watch for naked people. I'm pretty sure most people on that beach can't be within 500 yards of those kids already. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know when you have a multi-billion dollar child sex trafficking industry. Yeah. You know, just people are grooming and stealing kids, grooming them, drugging them. And why is it gotta be, why is it gotta be an LGBTQ beach? Why couldn't Ben, you know, what do you call straight people? People. Cis. Is oh. that a thing? Oh, yeah. Straight. That's right. Cis. 
why has it got to be next to LGBTQIA2SO plus beach? You know? I don't know. I got to pick that one. Uh-huh. Maybe the, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to discriminate against these people and, and shut down their beach. Maybe the new beach has plans of reading child's, like, children's stories. I think they could do drag story hour right there yeah. from the beach. From the beach. Okay. Well, it's efficient. It's yep. efficient. Okay, let's um go on to Dumbly. That was number six. This is number seven. Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, of course, uh, is poised to pass a ski mask ban, drawing support from police and criticism from the ACLU. Now, I'm actually kind of conflicted on this one a little bit. It's a it's a weird story. Like I know why they're trying to do it. I mean, you put on a ski mask and you could basically do whatever you want. You can fight COVID. Right. You can you can fight COVID with your ski mask yeah. if you want to. Uh, you could rob places. You could loot during riots and stuff like that. Uh, but oh wait, you're actually a, there's there's a carve out for you to still be able to wear the ski mask if it's during a protest. Mm. That's okay. Is so, there really? Yeah. Yeah, there actually is. Now, where I'm conflicted on this is I don't agree with a ski mask ban. And I don't agree with the idea that you shouldn't be able to conceal your identity from the government. And so I definitely think that you should be able to wear a ski mask during a protest. I just think that if you start destroying people's property, you need to get arrested for it. And you need to get prosecuted for it. And you need to either pay compensation or spend time doing whatever for it, not just get let go. And businesses should be free to turn away people who wear ski masks into their yeah. establishment. Oh, sorry. The group is pointing out you can also wear them when you're skiing. Yeah, that's right. So it's two carve-outs. <laughs> or when it's just really cold. Mm-mm, no, no, that's not it. You got to be protesting. Or if you're if you're carrying skis, I bet they that's probably okay. okay. So everyone just carry skis with mm. you as you're walking around. Yeah. Now, what you could do if you're worried put about them in this. in your ski holster. Just put a COVID mask on and some sunglasses. And you're, and you're fine. You know, we just went through years of not being able to see people's faces. So I don't know why they're singling well, out the CDC ski masks. recommended bandanas. Yeah. So just do whatever. Just old, just old school bandana. There you go. There's yeah. a good idea right there. You, you don't have to get a ski mask. Um, uh, go ahead, Charlie. Philadelphia Whenever. City Council is poised to ban the wearing of ski masks in certain public spaces this week. A move that police say could help them solve more crimes and stop more pedestrians they suspect of being involved in criminal activity. The measure is co-sponsored by 10 members, more than the majority needed to pass the bill. Authored by council member Anthony Phillips, who represents parts of Northwest and Northeast Philadelphia, the bill allows the city to fine people $250 for wearing ski masks in parks, schools, and on public transit. There are carve-outs for religious expression and the First Amendment activities like protesting. Do you need a... Is there a big ski mask religious expression also, that I've been missing out on? Or is it not just a First Amendment activity to wear a mask? It should be, yeah. That's <laughs> and that's what the ACLU is saying. I think they're right on this. If you listen, I understand why they're doing it, and I want Antifa people to get in trouble as as bad as the next guy, you know. But not at the cost of freedom. But also, I don't think the government can tell you you can't wear a mask. And so there's dumb and. There's them in a lot of ways here. Like one of the biggest reasons they would need this is during protests, which turn into riots. You need to be able to see people's faces, but all those crazy people have ski Mm -hmm. masks on. Now the regular protests, yeah, you should be able to hide your face from the government so they can't find you and punish you later on for just protesting them. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of dictatorships that don't allow people to wear ski masks either. You know? Show us your face. We want to see your face. (laughs) 
You want to see my face? Anyway, um, this is, uh, let's see. Are they going to do the stop and frisk thing? They said that having this law basically would allow them to stop people who they suspect of being involved in criminal activity. You know, so they, you know, you got a mask on. You might be, you might be uh, involved in some kind of criminal activity, even if you're not committing the crime right mm -hmm. then. So that's a new person to, to stop and look for. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so that's in Philadelphia. We got a couple more here. So I don't know if you got anything else to say on the masks. Like I said, I was kind of conflicted on it because I I understand why. I don't think they should do it, but they are doing it. But they're also carving out these specific things. Some people have rights and other people don't who just want to wear ski masks. It's kind of weird. Rokana says, the national debt, this is number eight, the national debt was caused by four things. And four things only. This is the four things by Rokana that caused the national debt. Number one, Reagan's tax cuts. Number two, Bush's tax cuts. Number three, Trump's tax cuts. And number four, Bush's overseas wars. Hmm. Not anyone else's overseas wars, yeah. but um, but just Bush's overseas wars. Yeah. And that's it. One of those is <clears throat> it does contribute to it. Yeah. He, he then goes on to say, we don't need a fiscal commission to study it. Everyone knows Johnson's fiscal commission will recommend cuts in Social Security and Medicare. Instead, we need to end the tax breaks for the ultra-rich and make a moonshot investment in American industry. need to take the people's money and give it back to some of the people. And uh, that's not going to cause any inflation or anything. Make a moonshot investment it's by setting the money on fire, basically. That's what yeah. they want to do. So um, I'm, I'm actually so tired of this narrative because the ultra rich pay the majority of the taxes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Literally. They do. They pay almost all of them. A lot of the taxes. Yes. Now they talk about some of the ultra, ultra rich who might not pay any taxes at all. A lot of times that you look at like top 1%, um, that includes, you know, not just billionaires, but yeah, of course the people in the highest tax brackets, they, they pay almost all of the taxes and the people in the bottom 50%, uh, I think what was the effective tax rate? Negative 2.2 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that's where most of the taxes come from. But the idea that the only reason we have a debt is because we didn't take enough people, take enough money from the people, and that's it, was that we, we, we cut taxes for people. It's not the expenditures. Now we make the analogy of, well, if you lose your job and you keep spending money and spending money and you go into debt, which, which is the, you know, is that, is that your fault? Is that your job's fault? Is it that you were spending too much money or is it that you weren't making enough money? Well, you lost your job, Okay. What if you lost your job and then you kept increasing your spending every single day? Not just that you kept the same expenses you had beforehand. You can say, well, you know, I thought I was going to have this income. It just got taken away. You can't blame me for going into a little bit of debt while I'm trying to find some new ways to make some money. And yeah, I'm going to cut back after a little bit, but it takes some time to, to roll back all this stuff, you know, and sure. But instead what you did was you lost your job and then you kept increasing your spending every single month every single year forever and then blamed it on the fact that you lost your job. <laughs> no, you blame it on the fact that you're the, the rich people on the other side of town. Yeah, that's, they did it. They, yeah, they did it. It's actually your boss who fired you. It's actually yeah. their fault. <laughs> yep. 
So no, the, the problem is that we spend too much money. Uh, we do way too many things that we shouldn't be doing. And we could easily not be going into further and further debt by just getting rid of the deficit. And yes, Social Security and Medicare do need to get cut. That, that has to happen. You can't just say, well, like, oh, well, people need it. The federal government no, it doesn't is, exist. And these people that hate corporations, I don't understand because the federal government is the largest corporation mm -hmm, out there. Mm -hmm. What other corporation spends $6 trillion? None of them. No, not, not any of them. What other corporations take in $4 trillion? None of them. You know, Apple, is it Apple or Microsoft? Microsoft getting close to $3 trillion now. Yeah. Three. But that's what Remember when they started crossing the trillion? But that's what they're worth. Worth, not the amount of money they, they have, have or what they're taking in. Exactly. Yeah. The government literally takes in, the they, federal government takes in over $4 trillion and then they spend six. Yeah. It's by far the largest corporation. But the reason that they have that gap is because they have cut taxes some in yeah. the past, even uh -huh. though they're taking in more money than they ever have. Yeah. It's just if we had higher taxes, they'd be taking that much more Wait, money, you know? It still wouldn't be enough. It's not that the economy would adjust and actually you would still take in the same amount that they always, because it's always around 17% of the GDP, and regardless where the taxes are. Actually, right now, we're at the highest percentage of GDP getting taken out in taxes uh, that we've been uh, four times throughout history. We are... Under that, Trump's tax cuts. Yeah, after the tax cuts. <laughs> we have had four years, I believe, was the number that we were taking over 19% uh, in, in taxes. That's because Trump actually closed some loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. hate calling them loopholes. They're not I loopholes. Know, they're not loopholes. You getting to keep your own stuff is not a loophole. Okay, <laughs> number nine, we did this yesterday, so we'll just mention it real quick. Um, Ed Krasenstein says sending arms to Ukraine creates jobs in America and mm -hmm. it generates wealth for American workers in many rural towns across America. God. Uh, Texas has received over a billion. Pennsylvania received over two billion. Arizona received over two billion. Um, the USAID is benefiting U.S. workers quite a bit. But where does the money come from, Ed? It got taken from the U.S. workers in the first place. To begin place. with. Yeah. It was either taxed out of their paychecks or it was printed, which caused the inflation that's making it so difficult for people to make it right now. Mm -hmm. You don't just get to do that. And then on top of that, It'd be one thing if they were creating, uh, you gave them that money and they created houses and everyone had the houses to go or like cars or something of value in the economy. I still wouldn't support that because they're taking it, spending it uh, without your consent, but they could be creating something of value in the economy, economy that people need. Instead, they're taking it and they're putting these pieces of metal together and then they just, they blow it up afterwards and yep. it's gone. Yep. It's like it's gone. If, like if Tesla's job was to make a car and then roll off the line and they just set it on fire afterwards. And they're like, oh, look at that job we created. That was awesome. No, you want it to go to productive use also. Yeah. So the government sucks at spending money. I always think of Milton Friedman <clears throat> and the spoons analogy. Yeah, yeah, you the know? jobs program. Yeah, if you want a jobs program to have people dig ditches with spoons. There you go. There you go. Okay, and then uh, number 10 is going to be two things from Joe Biden. Uh, staying on economics here for a minute. Uh, the first one, and not one that we talked about yesterday. Charlie, go. From the POTUS account, President Biden, or maybe, I don't know if he actually tweeted this or not. A billionaire minimum tax of just 25%, just 20, just, just a quarter. Just a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> would raise $440 billion over the next 10 years. 
Imagine what we could do if we just made billionaires pay their taxes like everyone else. Jesus Christ. All right. So $44 billion a year. Yeah, that's it. They always use the 10-year number. And then that people say... Would, like, that they would spend in a matter of... Three days. Three days. A little less than three days. Yeah. At the that money's rate. gone. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't even raise that much because as soon as they started taxing, I, I was looking at the billionaire minimum tax. That's something that also includes unrealized capital gains. As soon as you start trying to tax those, it's impossible to tax those uh, because the wealth would disappear when they have to sell everything mm-hmm. to pay their taxes on the fake money that they didn't make because they didn't actually take it in. Or they move their money somewhere else. Yeah. And so <laughs> you wouldn't actually get the $440 billion over 10 years anyway. It would be half that or less than that. You would destroy the entire economy in the first place and everyone's retirement accounts while trying to do this because everyone would be trying to sell and sell uh, to pay this tax that the government would then take that money and then they would blow it up somewhere because that's what they do with money. But people you know? in Arizona would have some jobs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the jobs just wouldn't keep pace with the inflation <laughs> that they'd be dealing with. So, Or the fact, like, billionaires aren't stupid people. Like, they would just take their money and they would move it to a more favorable situation. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Apple did when they moved their headquarters to Ireland mm-hmm. to pay 15% tax instead of the 30% tax and corporate tax in America. Yep, yep. They, find the, they found the Irish loophole. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if they're still doing that or not. They did. Okay. I don't know if they I still think they are moved. or not. No, they used but. to do that. Uh, so anyway, that's a terrible idea. And just imagine what we could do with all that money. Well, look at what we spend every year, by the way, on on these different departments. They're talking about $44 billion a year. Just at the bottom of this list, I didn't put the rest of it on here. Housing and urban development, we spend $101 billion every year on that anyway. And we still talk about the same number of homeless people every single year, even though we spend $100 billion every single year. I haven't solved homelessness. No, with $100 billion. But Elon could solve homelessness or whatever it is, hunger, I don't know, whichever one it was, with $6 billion. The U.S. government spends $101 billion. So uh, that's awesome. Let me make sure. Yeah, that's in in billions. Sure. Uh, $118 billion on the Social Security Administration. that's on the on budget part. The other part is uh, $1.4 trillion for Social Security. Uh, the $44 billion that they're talking about would last, I think, two days and maybe 20 hours into the third day, and then it would be gone, and all that wealth would be destroyed. And it, not just their wealth, the wealth of all the people who have their retirement accounts as well. So... And all the people who work there who take stock options as part of their benefit package. So, no. Terrible idea, y'all. And then uh, the last one here, number 10 still on Joe Biden. I just wanted to talk about it because it did get a great community note. We talked about this yesterday. He says, let me be clear to any corporation that hasn't brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, it's time to stop the price gouging. Give American consumers a break. from the president of the United States Twitter account, X account, um, still uh, just... Well, actually, that's from his personal Joe Biden account. That's true. It's not from POTUS. he's still the president. Yeah. Now, clearly, he didn't write this. Someone who works in the office wrote this. That we know of. I mean, he could have. That's true. It's possible. That's true. Um, It's really... he did start out by saying, let me be clear. He says that a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why it's shocking or why it bothers me more than normal 
But like I said, we had talked about people saying this, that since inflation was down, that should mean prices are back down and we've been making fun of people. And now the actual president's account, the actual president, well, he had a speech of him saying this, this should come down. That's where which we leads are. To, well, which, I mean, this is misinformation, I would it's, say. It's actual misinformation. Like actual misinformation. It leads to a lot of people thinking that inflation has gone down. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't. What, it's still up. And what happens? Well, inflation has gone down. The well, prices hasn't, haven't come down. The rate of inflation <laughs> has gone down. Yeah, yeah. But the, the prices have not. No, no, because they're still going up. That, yeah. It's just they're going up by 3.2% instead of 9 Of uh, The community note says, as long as the inflation rate is positive, prices are increasing. The fact that inflation has come down to 3.2% in October means that prices are still going up, albeit at a slower rate than before. The Federal Reserve aims at a target inflation rate of 2%. Thank you, community notes. Yeah. All right. Get your votes in. It's time to get the votes in on the Dumb Leap of the Week channel. Uh, let's run back through them right fast. What do we have here? Number one was pregnant person. Remember that? Yeah. Jim out there. And we come a long way in the last 45 minutes. Number one was pregnant person. Number two was that dead spin um, Native American blackface article. Number three was the Reagan misquote from Miguel Cardona. Number four was the Chicago mayor talking about the migrant crisis. Same and pulling January 6th and the Civil War into it. Far right extremists mm -hmm. that are trying to take these Democrat cities down. Number five, the UN meet roadmap that they're about to put out mm -hmm. here in the next couple weeks. So we'll see exactly what that's going to be. Number six, the Seattle city planners putting a playground next to a nude beach. Number seven, the Philly <sighs> ski mask ban. Number eight, Rokana, and the only reason that we have a debt growing is because we cut taxes. Number nine was Ed Krasenstein, bombs for jobs. Uh, number 10 was Joe Biden on economics. Get your votes in. Get your votes in. What do you want to tell people to not do, Charlie? Yeah, while the group is voting, I'm going to tell you to go sign up to be a voter. Mm. You know, we mm. actually... We do have a poll tax. We do. Here at goodmorningliberty.us because we believe in putting your money where your mouth is. So if you want to vote, then you got to sign up. Join gml.com or don't. We don't care if your vote counts or not. We only care about the people in here yeah. that are voting. Y'all get your votes in while are, he's talking. Go do it. Those Dumb, are good people. Don't believe of the week voting channel. We have real libertarians. We do. In this group. Yeah, their their names are in yellow. Yes. And all the other people are not real libertarians yet, but they're working their way. I believe in them. I believe they can get there. Uh, so if you want to be a real libertarian, there's a place for you. We have a home. That's joingml.com. It's called the Fed Haters Club. Or you could be homeless if you want to. I don't care. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify uh, or not. Mm -hmm. uh, share the show with a friend or don't. And... I won't be here for a while, so happy holidays. You're gone for how many days? As long as I possibly can be gone. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not quitting the show, though. No. I'm not, not quitting. Quitter. Yeah. I'll do one show a year. You're going to show up. I feel like you're going to show up, and I'll be like, hey, Charlie, nice you to stop by for a visit. <laughs> exactly. Like in your house, I'm going to have a portrait. 
I just have a duffel bag full of cash. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got a clear winner here, and that's the great thing about Dumb Bleep of the Week. It doesn't. It's not always the one you think it's going to be. I wouldn't have. I voted for it. Did you? Yeah. I wouldn't have. uh, It's by far the dumbest thing. It is really dumb. Yeah. It's for sure dumb. This guy is legit Secretary of Education. And can't even and quote. An, it's an extra kicker yeah. on top being the secretary of education. He can't even properly quote. And the irony in the situation using a quote to be like, we're the good that, guys. That was meant the opposite that of what the he opposite. was using it for. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the Reagan misquote by Miguel is the winner. Do all those things I said or don't. And if you do or don't, then I hope you have a good day, a good weekend, and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.